welcome back to Instagram Live with uh, me, Dr. Sunny Desi, and uh, Viv. So we're continuing on our Thursday evening um, sort of weekly visit on ultrasound in aesthetics. So if, um, okay, Viv's here and he's going to join us. So if I look a little bit bedraggled, it's because I've just finished in clinic. Um, there we go. He's going to join us. So let's have a quick look. Go live with skin. Sort my hood out. Uh, not looking too shabby after a full day in clinic. Although, um... Hi, Sonny. How are you? Fine, fine, yeah. Um, not too bad. You quickly rushed to get onto this live, haven't you? I've literally just changed my hoodie. Just sorting the hood out. Not that anyone, <laughs> not that anyone wants to notice. So, um, and uh, no... We are, we're, um, we're joined by a few people already. So uh, that's Dr. Vanessa Kabila joined and uh, Nagma from Cute, uh, Team Cutis has joined as well. So I'll wave to you guys as you join. So thank you so much. So I was just telling everyone um, that, as I'll sort my hood out, that we're restarting. We had a bit of a break. You're on holiday. And yeah. we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about, you've been a little bit unwell this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> This week's ultrasound is ultrasound talk is going to be about uh, Dr. Leonie Schelk. Um, so a yeah. little bit of um, an autobiography Instagram live, I'm guessing tonight. Um, or I guess we could call it mastermind. So you're in the mastermind chair. Yeah, your, right. your specialist, your specialist subject, Viv, is Dr. Leonie Schelk and her and her and her career in um, in aesthetics. So yeah, why don't you start us off? So tell tell us. Um, because we, we we both found ultrasound, uh, we both realised the importance of it in uh, facial aesthetics uh, to yeah. improve safety and effectiveness and in time improve the efficacy of what we're doing in terms of injecting in, uh, fillers. Yeah. Um, and we looked for courses and things and there are a few around, yeah. but what was it that attracted you to Leone? Well, uh, I think we've mentioned a few times previously in our weekly lives, um, we're both members of a, a group of practitioners called CMAC, um, who are a collaborative group of uh, medical practitioners around the world who specialise in complications and trying to minimise complications in injectable treatments. And about 18 months back, um, there, were, there was a live that they'd organised and Leonie Schelker was in the live talking about ultrasound, completely new subject to me. Um, but it was interesting to find out what could be done using that technology in the facial ultrasound arena um, and how well it can be used in aesthetics in the work that we both do. So I was interested in what she was talking about. I'd got in touch with her, asked her lots of questions over the last 18 months and found it really it's really interesting to see how practically her work can be used in our own practice. Um, and she really, I think, is probably the world specialist in facial ultrasound use in aesthetic practice. So um, Leonie's based in Amsterdam. She works um, as part of a group of practitioners called Cutaneous, who are based in Amsterdam. She also works in Rotterdam um, at the Erasmus Medical Centre, I think it's called, where she does a lot of research work, um, carries out actual practical um, ultrasound work on patients. Um, and she 
sees patients from all around the Netherlands. Um, this is what she's mentioned. Um, when there's complications in um, aesthetics in the Netherlands, if a practitioner perhaps can't identify the problem or can't solve it easily, they tend to refer the patient to Leone um, at Cutaneous. And she uses ultrasound to check the patient's anatomy, carries out vascular mapping, um, looks at what the problem is and tries to fix it accordingly. And she uses ultrasound to do that. So she's, um, she's, she's a specialist. She, she practices what she preaches. She researches and she trains as well. She carries out training around the world. I guess, so, I guess, that's, the, I guess that's the thing that really is is different you know because what, what else does Leone do um, what else does she do apart from aesthetics just remind me or and, and tell the viewers as well I, th I think I think she's uh, her actual she's a doctor she's a doctor like yourself yeah. but she specializes in she's a phlebotomist phlebotomist a phlebotomy. I can't even pronounce it. So the the study of vessels, you know, the actual study yeah. of vessels yeah. and, and anatomical vessels. She specialises in that. So I think she spends pretty much most of the time looking at the application of ultrasound in aesthetic practice. She deals with complications in aesthetics, um, but she's a doctor. She's a, um, a trained doctor, but she has chosen to specialise in the use of ultrasound in aesthetic work. And it makes sense because that, and that, that's what, you know, Viv and I have done sort of business training together and uh, aesthetic practice management training together. And one of the things that you always get taught in this field is you've got to niche down, you've got to niche down because, you know, before, yeah. before you kind of grow your business or grow your aesthetics client base, you kind of need to niche down and concentrate on one thing. And, you know, yeah. that, that's what is attractive about Leonie's work is that obviously her background is in, like you said, uh, almost like a, a vascular doctor not a vascular yeah. surgeon so her yeah. interest in vascular anatomy has yeah. lent itself very well to facial aesthetics and then obviously yeah. this, you know what is the main problem when what is the biggest fear that we have is vascular occlusion yeah or, or vascular spasm uh, because yeah. of compression and then who better a person that you know that's what they i mean she's not a vascular surgeon granted she's yeah. she's an, a non-invasive vascular specialist yeah um, and you know we're not going into the realms of none of us are interventional radiologists you know that we can just suddenly whip out some imaging but now yeah. what what portable ultrasound has allowed us to do and obviously following people like leone is basically we have someone who's a specialist in their field they've taken that specialist niche knowledge into facial aesthetics into the very fear that drives yeah. us all is that one day we are going to have a vascular occlusion and therefore who better person to follow than the yeah. so um yeah go on so no it, it was just i was mentioning she um she's based in the netherlands and um, she's part of a group of practitioners called cutaneous um there's also her um colleague uh, peter peter velthewis i think he's called who um probably doesn't get get as much highlight highlights on social media as Leone does. But I think he and Leone together work to um, research and carry out a lot of work looking at the application of ultrasound in aesthetic practice. Um, recently, just I think yesterday, she posted about a collaboration with Professor Sebastian Cotofana, um, who's a, an a anatomical specialist in the area of 
uh, facial aesthetics. And together, they've produced um, an e-learning course looking at the use of ultrasound around the face. So I think they've split it up into seven areas of the face and you can do an e-learning course with them um, online um, in your own time. So I think that's one of the things that she's posted about in her uh, Instagram feed just yesterday. Um, but I'll, I've, I've, I've been intending to actually go over to see her. And I was over in Amsterdam training with Tom Van Eyck just a couple of weeks back. Um, I was due to see Leonie, but unfortunately she was she had some issues following Paris and IMCAS. So I couldn't unfortunately meet up with her, but hopefully in the future I will do. So it'd be nice to actually see her face to face. I was going to say it did not didn't loads of people for, who went to it. So Imcast for anyone watching is a, a aesthetics conference in Paris. Um, it was a big aesthetics conference, but I think a lot of people from there got COVID. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, you've got your COVID positive. At the moment. I should be laughing. I don't know what I'm laughing. At, but, uh, you're COVID positive at the moment as well, aren't you? I unfortunately tested positive on Monday. Um, I think it's probably either coming back from holiday the week before, or possibly when I've got back to the UK, I've managed to pick it up. So unfortunately, I've got a slight tickly throat, a little bit of tiredness, which is improving, um, but otherwise fine. I've had to cancel patients this week and move them into next week, but I'm still managing to do a live with you, Sonny. I wouldn't avoid doing that. No, no, that's fine. That's good. You're a, you're a hero in my eyes. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we, did, um, we did put some uh, slides up as part of our story leading up to this. So yeah. um, Viv, one of the ones... Um, I think I really like the look of, because it's, it's quite a few different colours, and hopefully you can. Um, yeah. Leonie had done a pre-treatment CGI augmented ultrasound scan, a dermal filler below angular vein. Have you got that one? Ah, yes, yeah, that one. Right, I'll pop this up. I've got my iPad here, and you should be able to see um, what the scan was. So Leonie did a scan, um, scan of the patient, and this is under the eye area. And there was an issue with inflammation and swelling around the area under the eye. So the patient was seen by Leone, and this is the scan she carried out. I augmented it, and this is how it looked after augmentation. You can see the blue area is a vein, and this is below the eye area. It's called the angular vein. The purple area is filler, and the practitioner who carried out the work injected close to the bone, but unfortunately it was under the angular vein. Now, if I just play that back again. That is, is, this is, I mean, this is fascinating, guys, for those of you watching. Look, you've got a pre-treatment scan that looks like, you know, a snowstorm. You know, I mean, you can identify some muscle, you can identify the, the edge of the globe there. And then you've got the filler, you've got the filler dissolution happening, and you can see that something's being prodded and proked, and is that filler? Is it muscle? You know, and yes, there's a there's a dark area above. But then, if you, with Viv's work, if you jump to the CGI augmented element, you know, the vein is highlighted really well. It's blue, and then you've got yeah. that purple filler, and then that you know, that needle going in. You know, that apart from I've only ever seen that kind of element on cadavers, obviously where yeah. we can dissect out. But to see that, it's absolutely fascinating because you're really targeting that filler. So Viv, go on, talk us yeah. through. Your so, view 
on, on that so account. That, that was a, one application of using ultrasound. Uh, Leone saw a patient who was referred to her from elsewhere in the Netherlands, I think. Do you remember, so um, just, just, do you remember the symptoms the patient had? What, do you remember what the symptoms I think were? there was, um, I think there was, um, I don't know if it was a nodule or there was some inflammation or there was some lumpiness under the eye area. Discoloration, there was a tint. Um, I don't know whether the original practitioner thought it was potentially just um, a discoloration caused by the filler, but yeah. I think um, certain things may have been carried out by the practitioner, may have tried dissolving. Well, might have just, been a few just, what just what you're saying there, if we reference back last week, where we talked about yeah. the Tyndall's effects, those of you watching last week, yeah. you know, I had um, injected some filler into around the buccal area here, and because there's nothing, yeah. there's no bone, it has to go quite superficial. And in certain lights, it was showing up. And yeah. you see, without ultrasound, you can't identify. But from that scan, you know that, yeah, it's not super, it's not that superficial. It's just no. really close to that blue vein. So what, what could this patient be experiencing? As Viv said, it's lumpiness possibly. But actually, yeah. if, you've got, if you've got pressure on a vein on venous return, yeah. then I'm guessing there is going to be some fluid, some lymphedema, yeah. some leaking from the vessel. And that's where yeah. you're going to get this swelling recurrent yeah. swelling, intermittent swelling, and these are the kind of things that patients talk about when they come in. And if, if the problem can't be diagnosed, if, it, if it's difficult to actually figure out what the problem is, fixing it is just about impossible. You don't know what to do. Um, if it were to be a filler-related issue, you need to know where the filler is. Um, the eye area is a very delicate area. The skin's very thin and there's a lot of structures in that area and there's problems with drainage. There's lymphatics all around the eye area. And if you don't know where the problem is, fixing it is going to be very, very difficult. So what we only did was carry out an ultrasound scan, look to see where the filler was relative to the tissue. And she managed to find out that the position was below a vein. And by being in that position, the vein had lifted upwards closer to the skin surface. So the problem was there, were, there was um, movement of a, of a vessel out of its natural position, which caused problems with fluid retention, with discoloration and lumpiness and because she could identify the filler accurately using the ultrasound, she could fix it using guided ultrasound, using a prescription-based material to dissolve the filler accurately. So Viv, on that, on that scan, was I'm guessing, I mean, we're just speculating here. So, I mean, that's not tear trough. That was obviously at the, that was at the, was it the lateral border? So near the lateral it, campus, where was it the cheek? Was it where? where yeah. If you can see where she's scanning, she's scanning very close to the nasal bridge area, nasal right? Bridge, um, yeah. 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 So the actual, she may have moved around a little bit when she did the scan, but the filler was quite low down. It was probably close to the bone where it was placed, but it just happened to be under the vein, which yeah. unfortunately caused the whole issue. So, so with. So I was going to say, if anyone's wondering why there would be filler close to the, the nasal bridge here and not, it could be that the tear trough filler was placed a little bit too low below the orbital septum, but it's probably that yeah. in that patient, what they were trying to do, and I'll lean forward into the camera, is actually yeah. just kind of create more anterior projection, so projection forwards, which is quite important in yeah. women. So nothing wrong necessarily yeah. with what they were trying no. to achieve, but you wouldn't know. Now, what can we learn from that? 
with your lessons? What I mean, in terms of placing the filler, what would you do differently knowing if you were that person and you'd obviously, you know, what would if you do you, differently next time? You, you vas you'd vascular map for a sound. As we keep okay. saying, Sonny, the whole point of using ultrasound is to prevent a problem happening in the first place. It's easier to detect a problem should it happen. It's easier to treat it should it happen. But the best way forward is not to cause the problem in the first place so if we were using our scanner to um, vascular map the patient before we actually start injecting we could tell where the angular vein was in that patient we could tell where the bone was we could tell where the intermediate structures were and if we could identify exactly where the filler would be best placed we could avoid placing it under the vein. Um, we may move to another area. We may say this isn't the best way forward using this particular technique. We may look at other options. Um, so one question I've got raised from that though for the for the naysayers out there is that, I mean, the chances I guess of it happening are slim, but it's yeah. for us as, you know, for even a big clinic, you know, that one patient, you know, you never want to cause a patient undue stress. Yeah. But, if I was if I was looking at that as a case scenario again, and you were vascular mapping, obviously, just I know I obviously know the answer to this, but what what mode would you use when you're vascular mapping for those? Just go through the modes again because people don't know, you know, they they haven't used. Um, do, do you mean the actual the, the actual types of settings on the scan? Yeah, so, what, so when we when we talk about vascular mapping, I was like, yeah, I say because I've kind of led you into a, a rabbit yeah. hole. You know where I'm sure I'm going. So basically, <laughs> what what I'm trying to just do is for those of you joining who haven't you know used ultrasound before, there's different modes that you can use because you'd be like, yeah. well, if I scan there, it looks like a it looks like a snowstorm, like it looks yeah. like yeah. something out of Siberia, like what what which is what yeah. is what. Yeah. Um, but actually, you can change the mode so you get a color flow. Yeah, yeah. Your kind of so what when you're on the colour flow, what are you if you're really good with anatomy, I guess you could yeah. probably identify vein because it's a darker area. You but could. How would you use how would you use colour flow to identify it? You you basically before you do any Doppler, Doppler is detecting uh flow, movement of flow, so blood vessels. You'd initially use what's called BMO just to look at the anatomy. <clears throat> you, you need to know exactly where the anatomy is before you start looking further and looking for blood flow. So once you've got your basic landmarks, you then turn on the Doppler and you would look for blood flow. So with a vein, um, the difference between a vein and an artery in, in ultrasound is when you squash the skin slightly with the, surf, with the probe, when you press a little bit onto the tissue, a vein will flatten it will collapse down an artery won't it will still pulse at the same speed um, so you can tell quite easily the difference between a, an artery and a vein um, and that's what you'd use the color doppler for to check the blood flow and give a little bit of pressure just to figure out whether it's a vein or an artery you still want to avoid it whether it was a vein or an artery but you know by using pressure what type of vessel it was yeah, no, definitely. Um, so yeah, that I mean, it goes back to vascular mapping. It goes back to um, knowing your anatomy. Um, and you know what? I've sat, I've sat with the anatomy book open, and yeah. had the phone propped up, and I've just used the ultrasound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I found that when I was doing cadaver training, it, it really cemented everything into my yeah. head because it's so vivid and everything's very clear. But you know what? When you've got, you know, why would you not sit? 
oh, it's people make fun now. But why would you not have an anatomy book open and yeah. then go, well, that's what the picture is. Like, let's have a look what it looks under ultrasound. And, you know, you can learn this stuff yourself. You don't yeah. have to. I'm not saying that we're sonographers because yeah. we're not. But what we are doing is just improving our technique. So I think we've got time for one more scan, actually. But is there any particular yeah. scan that you liked from that little library? Um, there was a few about? different scans. Like, like one of the, the simplest scan, the first scan that I augmented for Leone, was actually showing how tissue moves, you know, within the different layers of the face. Um, Have you got so that on this your, one? On your the, yeah, I'll show you this one. Um, it was some work Leone carried out based on research that was done by Professor Sebastian Cortefana again. Um, I'll show you what the scan is. So this is a scan of, I think it's the mid-cheek area, um, looking at fat pad movement relative to what's called SOOF and the bone. Now I will... You'll see the augmented version in a second. When you've never seen a scan before, it can be quite difficult to figure out what you're looking at. Um, but I'll show you what the um, augmented version looks like. So the SOOF is the tissue low down. The superficial fat is the green area. When you make facial movements, the upper layer, the facial fat, slides around a lot more than the deeper SOOF, which is close to the bone. Now, what it shows is if you inject filler into a superficial fatty area around the cheek, it's going to move and you don't want filler moving around because you'll see it in a person's face. So what, what that was really about was showing that if you can scan a face and use it to identify tissue, you can, you can look at how relevant that is to injecting practice and Sebastian Cotfana, he's done a lot of research in, in facial anatomy, and he's working with um, Leone and Cutaneous now to produce uh, e-learning uh, courses for practitioners. Um, but that, that simple demonstration gives an idea of where you should and shouldn't inject for efficacy. If you do facial uh, filler injections close to the surface, You've got to be prepared for that filler to move around when the patient's face moves. That's the reason you would work deeper in the areas that are more stable, close to the bone. Uh, and that's what that demonstrated quite easily, I thought. I mean, it's, it's quite common, not common, but you see it now and again where someone has been doing uh, cheek filler. Yeah. And, you know, even on a, even on a, when, when you've, when we've done sort of um, anatomy training and you're injecting filler and you look to see where the filler has gone yeah. on, a, on a cadaver, it's actually quite, su it's still quite superficial. Yeah. Superficial. It's not always on the bone because you've got to press quite hard. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously if you're doing it with a cannula, it's very easy, like you said, to slip into superficial yeah. fat. And then that's where you get, like someone will say the filler's migrated up here because that's, it's just going to slide upwards. So that's um, yeah. I think that's a really good scan. So I think we just draw it. It's a nice conclusion, actually, Viv. I think some of that work yeah. that you're doing, that's what, that's what, you know, you're, that's what really attracts me to the future of um, aesthetics. So obviously that's not done real time where you're doing the CGI. Yeah, yeah. do to add that in? So with, with CGI, it's work I've, I've been doing for a little while. It came about completely by accident. I'll tell you the story quickly. Um, last year, last October, I asked Tom, Tom Van Eyck and Leonie Schelke if they would contribute to a Halloween video I was doing. And you did as well, I think, Sonny. And um, in that video, 
I thought it'd be nice to base it on uh, Squid Game, the Netflix series. So I got some clips of you all and I put them together in my own crazy way. But I also use computer graphics to manipulate the, uh, the images. Um, there's one particular scene in Squid Game where the main character has um, a biscuit and it's the shape of an umbrella. And I thought I'd turn that into a, a dermal filler logo. So I used some computer graphics to overlay it to look like um, something called Juvedum. I just made that name up for the, for the purposes of the video. Um, so because of that, I thought to myself, you know what? Could I use that for some other purpose? And I asked Leone, could this work to augment your ultrasound scans? And she said, I've got no idea, Viv, but if you do it, I'll be, I'll be impressed. So I tried it, and that was that last video that you've seen is the first video I augmented using that technology. Um, it involves looking at an ultrasound scan, um, trying to figure out what layers you're looking at. It's not an easy thing to do, but if this could be done um, via artificial intelligence, it would be a fantastic way of uh, providing education and training to practitioners and um, sonographers. Um, but it involves using a computer to um, look at the motion of the tissue within a certain area, which I give it. I give that information to the computer. It tracks the tissue. It overlays it with colour. And the final image is based on using multiple layers of colour over one scan. So I've been doing that for a while with a lot of Leone's images. And she's quite astounded by what can be done with that technology. It's pretty amazing. I mean, that would be amazing, couldn't it? If you could scan the AI overlays um, yeah. CGI on top of it, and then you can then it's color coded, and you can see. So it was a really good question, actually, from um, uh, from Fern Aesthetics about um, would you not recommend injecting the cheeks with a cannula? Then no, I mean, I I personally use um, boluses, but you yeah. you know when you're trying to get a nice hemispherical curvature, yeah. a natural curvature from anterior projection all the way lateral. And it's yeah. quite hard to do it with boluses because you have yeah. to do a lot of injection points. And, you know, my yeah. clients will they'll get a really good result, but they'll just sometimes say their cheeks are, you know, their cheeks are a bit sore. Yeah. I think what we're saying, or what I, was, what I sometimes see is that I, I actually struggle with it still, is that how deep do you go onto the bone with a cannula in order to yeah. get that nice projection? Now, with a really projected yeah. filler, and um an easy glide like a cannula goes in quite easily yeah. it, it you know it it's fairly easy but i think it for me it's where where the filler is exiting the cannula like where is it being deposited because you need yeah. you know if you're trying to the way that i always there's a, if you've got a long thin corridor yeah uh, you're looking down yeah. the corridor and you've got like foam that you're trying to spray down it but then the corridor yeah. keeps changing shape and doors are opening yeah then it, yeah. it's like a, like some sort of maze is going on yeah but where you're coming from the top with an in you know, 90 degree angle injecting so i would yeah. say that there are a lot of really good practitioners and i've seen it on instagram i've seen it in clinic as well in practical terms where they will use a cannula really well and fanning it but i guess yeah. it's that neuro programming that you recognize how deep your cannula is and i think yeah. that that's where ultrasound has a place because yeah. if you it i mean it's hard enough to inject with one hand as it is but if you have someone place yeah. it place the ultrasound over the top yeah uh, not yeah. compressing too much and then you were to slide your cannula in yeah you'll be able to judge where you are 
quite it easily. Is, it is one of the practical problems of, of doing something like a guided injection. I'm still trying to get used to it. It's, it's not easy. And <clears throat> I think probably it would be easier having somebody else with you if you're doing a guided injection, um, purely because it's difficult to hold the needle and place it in a certain depth of tissue using just one hand if you've got I guess, one hand. I guess what you could do though, Viv, I mean, look, there's, a really, there's a lot of good practitioners there who do cheek. And I, I did yeah. um, Dalby Humza's training Oh God, two years ago where it was all co it was all cannula based and you know yeah. even now I'll, I'll still I'll, you know I'll, I'll still use a cannula in the pre-auricular space and then just underneath the zygomatous but basically yeah. yeah you know some some people are really good at defining the cheeks but my worry is like we've just discussed is that I'll go mm -hmm. too superficial yeah. Um, yeah but I guess you could you could use the ultrasound to find your depth yeah yeah and then, and then just take the ultrasound away and then you're you know you're in the right place but yeah it's 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 a bit of it's a bit of practice like with the ultrasound you can measure depth and you can look at what sort of depth you need to be at to actually hit the bone and look at the work at the deep tissue layer but it takes time and it takes practice to do it um and as we've said if we can vascular map we can identify potential issues before doing an injection that's the way forward yeah, no, definitely. I, I think in answer to your question for anaesthetics, I mean, no, I, I would still recommend doing it with cannula because there's things you can do with a cannula that you can't do with a needle. I think it yeah. just depends on training. You know, for most of us injectors, it's all about um, practical element. The more you do, the more depth you have. It's just like, you know, when you, um, as a doctor, when a junior doctor or a nurse, when you're in hospital, the first time that you cannulate a vein, you remember yeah. it because you're so ecstatic. Obviously, <laughs> in aesthetics, you don't want to cannulate any. <laughs> so, um, but that popping sensation going through connective tissue, getting down to bone, I guess yeah. it's, I guess what we're saying is that nothing is ever the answer. It's about bringing different elements together to innovate and produce the result that you want. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? We've run, we've uh, come to our time. No, um, as, as, as we've said, um, Leonie's a really nice person. She's probably the world's specialist in this area of practice using ultrasound in facial aesthetics. And um, she, hopefully, I'll we'll, we'll hopefully both meet her up at some point. Um, but there is a lot that can be done using ultrasound. And these are just a couple of examples. There's also other areas like guided toxin, um, which which is something that she works on. Um, but I would recommend following Leonie, facial underscore ultrasound and um, cutaneous as well. There's a link on her bio page to go to the website for cutaneous. Um, but if anyone's interested in aesthetics, wants to know just how much work goes into using ultrasound to detect problems and try and fix them, Follow Leone, that's what I'd recommend anyone to do. She's got a good website, and obviously also on Clarius as well, they have yeah, they yeah. Have lots of little training videos. So There's, There is a lot of uh, cases um, involving the use of the Clarius scanners. Um, so certainly I'd recommend looking at the uh, Clarius uh, portal um, and do a search, um, do type in a few searches on Instagram and Google, facial ultrasound and YouTube as well. Our uh, videos are actually in a series on uh, YouTube. So if you want to look at them, have a pop over to uh, YouTube. You'll see all of them in one place. So just for anyone joining now is that today we were discussing the work of, um, is Shelk, is it, how do you pronounce it? Shelk or Shelk? 
Sorry, what was that? I, I pronounce it as Shelka, but it might be Shelka. I'll have to ask Leone, to be honest. I never actually bothered finding out. I okay. assumed it was Shelka. Um, okay. just... um, so today we've been speaking about, obviously, Dr. Leone Shelka's work. It's someone that we would recommend following. I think we've just had someone that follows us and follow Ultra Sanando too. Um, who, Ultra Sanando. Okay, yeah, we'll follow you too, Ultra Sanando. That's someone who joined us. Ah, right, uh, okay. Yeah, someone that specialises in ultrasound as well. And fern aesthetics, yeah, no problem at all. Um, uh, but yeah, I, in answer to the question, so she's just saying, thank you for answering my question. I also like to use needle to bone for the lateral part, but like to find with a cannula for the mid-cheek for projection, but I certainly don't go deep. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're getting a good result, that's fine. I tend to go deep with the injection and uh, yeah, ultrasound is a radiologist. Yeah, we'll definitely follow you, but thank you for also watching our... That's Rosa. I know Rosa. Rosa Secret. Okay, you know Rosa. Okay, fine. Yeah, I know Rosa. Rosa. It was Viv. <laughs> He's a bit ill at the moment, so he didn't recognise you. I am, um, yes. Apologies, Rosa. Yeah, definitely. We'll follow you, Rose. Well, I think I already follow you, and so does Viv. But anyone else watching, please follow Rose as well. She's a very good uh, radiologist from Brazil, which Viv has mentioned. Um, yeah. So, Viv, just very lastly, so just in summary, Dr. Leone's work, definitely follow, definitely follow um, Rose as well from Ultra Sonando. Yeah. Um, Fern Aesthetics, uh, no prizes, but thanks for interacting. We love it. So, you know, we do like <laughs> comments. And we did actually have a comment from, um, you had a little uh, compliment there, Viv, from uh, Hilltop Aesthetics, because they liked your Juvedum. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I, to, I have my jokes now and again. It was on the uh, Halloween video last year that I posted. Brilliant. Okay. Um, I'm going to grab some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get some rest and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll come up with a different topic or if anybody has any ideas, please let us know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, please let us know because we, you know, these are the sort of questions we want because it makes us think about what we're, what we wanted to present. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining. Good night. Thank Thanks, Sonny. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.